When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, go ahead and check us out today on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We cover the latest news and trends in fantasy football each and every week. Right there for you at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Want to go ahead and mention as well that Joe Soro is around and you know he's not happy and he's letting everybody know at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. That's Ox1947 and he owns a big company that you got to go ahead and support if you need a new lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Simblades, Simblades with Y.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet, Mr. Admiral Akbar said it would be a trap at some point in time. And today was the trap indeed. And the Lakers fell into it. Hear what he has to say on his five things articles, along with Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Go ahead and catch them today at, of course, Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet right there for you, but also as well, our good friends, Empire Jeff TV. Don't forget about Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Lakers in 5, and John McCallion. Support those channels. And speaking of supporting the channels, we need all the help you can get, especially on a day like today. So go ahead and make sure you're subscribed or like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, whatever. You go ahead and have your social media. We're We're probably right there for you. So go ahead and check us out today. But also on YouTube, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. Win or lose with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. I want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows we're back once again. Hopefully looking forward to a much better weekend. But we talked about the five games that the Lakers had to go ahead and play where they were favored in each and every game. And the one game that looked like it might be a problem would be, yeah, absolutely, would be, the Kings coming in on a second night of a back-to-back against the Los Angeles Lakers. But we had hoped that the Lakers coming off their best performance of the season would follow suit. How much you know, worse can it be? How bad can they play coming off their best performance of the season just 24 hours later? Well, it got bad. It started bad, and it got worse. The Lakers were down immediately by 18 points. Got back to within six during the course of the game, but immediately in the third quarter, instead of getting a third quarter charge, they basically decided to 
act like they folded up their tent and went home as they got killed in the third quarter and were down in the 20s until a late surge made it kind of relatively close within about six points. I thought about nine points, excuse me. And the Lakers, unfortunately, did not have enough to go ahead and overcome a huge deficit and absolutely look terrible today for most of the game in a 125 to 110 defeat. Uh, in as far as 23 turnovers on the day, absolutely horrendous. LeBron James, 28 and 11 assists, 10 rebounds, triple double for him. Anthony Davis, absolutely terrible today, although it looks like he was maybe favoring that hip where he had his hip spasm last week. Nine points, nine rebounds, and four block shots. Not exactly the day that you were hoping for. Got burned quite frequently by Devontas, uh, Demonis Sabonis. 29 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists for him. De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter with 28 apiece, and the Lakers lose 125 to 110, despite a great shooting day by D'Angelo Russell, especially in the fourth quarter with 28 himself. Cam Reddish with 16 but not much to speak up after that. And here today to discuss t- today's terrible performance. Good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and talk about the Lakers' terrible defense today. And, uh, I mean, just absolute terrible performance coming off their best of the year. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And, Sean, great to have you here. Uh, I know Stone Hansen and Laker Nick, so grateful to have them part of our Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break coverage. But unfortunately, it was absolutely, you know, it's just one team to the next. Jekyll and Hyde. We saw one team yesterday. We saw another team today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is, Gerald. But it's it's almost as if it's like the most polarizing of middling Jekyll and Hyde up and down that you can get. They played their absolute peak best yesterday. And they followed that up by playing their peak worst. Like from from one polar set to another. It was like, and that's why this team. Night is, and day. And that's why this team is lukewarm. That's it. Six and six. You're 500. You're lukewarm at best. That's what you are. And I'm getting tired of it, Gerald. I'm getting tired of watching this giant turd just sitting in the punch bowl. No matter how nice the ballroom looks, no matter how much glitter comes from the ceiling, no matter how good the MC is, there's still that turd in the punch bowl. That is Darvin Ham's in-game coaching. That's what it is. You want an image of Darvin Ham and his in-game coaching adjustments? It's a turd in the punch bowl. It was awful. And it's getting worse. And I'm pretty much out of uh, Tom's Pepto-Bismol. Haven't gone on to uh, the... um, the hemorrhoid cream, but uh, if this continues, I may have to actually invest in that. Preparation because, H? Yeah, because this is my ass hurts from watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think there's a lot of asses that are hurting right now after what's happened on here tonight. Yeah, it is the Lakers. Yeah, go ahead, my friend. Just I know, just very frustrating. Absolutely, I can't say I blame you. Gerald, the like a thirty-four point wipeout is one thing. This at home, like Joe said, where you lay a giant turd, not only where you're living, but actually smothering yourself with it. That's essentially Joe. Joe. Joe is a very descriptive man, but he also has scruples. So he doesn't want to use certain four three-letter words to describe what he saw tonight. So he let me do it instead. And if you want to hear about it, please go back and listen to playback because we actually got into a a nice tête-à-tête. And uh, I, I often found that the most entertaining part of the evening was when uh, Gerald pulled the hey Joe I didn't hear no bell that was more entertaining than the game you know what I'm, I'm not going to sit here and get on Joe's case again the, you know tonight was not a fun oh night Gerald, the, Gerald be, you were, I gotta you give were him in credit. your Rocky you were in your Rocky moment that was Wait, you know what Morrison. I'm going to give I'm going to give you and him and Nick and, and Stone all the credit in the world you guys hung out for the entire time I was watching from the Palms Buffet for the first three quarters. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, it was absolutely terrible just to see the response. And I just feel for the, everybody who stops by playback and watches this because it's just so frustrating to see them one extreme to the next. And, and again, uh, let me bring in Joe here now. Again, it's Joe Sorrell, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And of course, you know him from Simblade, Simblades with a Y.com. And you know, you know, Joe and I have always had our differences, but still you got to respect someone that sits there, win or lose, and is willing to stand by the Lakers. And unfortunately, right now, Joe, it's a six and six team, every way, shape, or form. This is not a fluke six and six team. This is not a gimmick six and six team. This is a pretty so-so. Six and six team, and they deserve the record that they have. Well, I think the word scruple describes kind of the season so far. So, for those of you who don't know what scruple means, uh, it's a feeling of doubt and hesitation or hesitation. So, we have gotten some, I guess, feedback, if you will, on our hesitation and doubt. That we're too mean, we're too cranky, we're Correct. too grumpy. Correct. And the coming back down to earth moments are abundant almost on an everyday occurrence with this team. Uh, this team is flawed in so many ways, and it's it's really revolved around mental focus. And it's not everyone on the team, it's 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 Integral parts, though, of the team. Uh, you have a skipper. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means in basketball, I'm just saying it because I just want to. Uh, in Darvin Ham, who's incapable of, I guess, hitting the mark with this team either emotionally or functionally. And we allowed it, you know, we we kind of saw it last year. He improved as he as the season went went on. 
But just like anything else, guys, other teams adjust. You have to constantly be adjusting the adjustment. That's what that's what eventually makes someone good to great, or let's say uh, unknown to good to great. Darvin Ham has two superstars on his team. When a coach can't coach an NBA team with two superstars, it's worse than someone who can't coach uh, a mediocre team. Let's say uh, Monty Williams in, in New Orleans. Wait, Monty Williams is in New Orleans, is he? Detroit. Detroit, sorry. Detroit. Detroit. New Orleans, sorry. Detroit. No, he... He yes. was, well, you could ahead. use both. You could use both. Right from Bottom New Orleans line. to Phoenix to Detroit. Use yeah, Willie yeah, yeah. Green too. Use Willie Green exactly, Joe. Go ahead. It's just not. It's it's. This this is a very difficult league to coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on some real here on 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 the coaching issue in the NBA. I learned something today through statistics, through actual factual numbers that Sean sent us towards the end of that game. And what you guys think is going on now that's so different that might have not been going on 10, 20, 30 years ago is actually not true. There's a few things that have changed, but the meat of everything is still the same. If you go back 30 years ago, 25, 20, 15, you still had this problem where coaches just struggle and 90% of the NBA. GMs, even worse. The GMs are kind of in the background in a lot of ways, so you don't see it as much. Uh, statistics in the NBA. I would have sworn the possessions were high. They're not. They're like an extra possession since 30 years ago. Then you're wondering, how the hell are these guys throwing triple doubles left and right with less with basically the same possessions. Well, the skill sets are better. The skill sets, whatever, you know, call it whatever you want. Bottom line is we, this, the NBA, if there's one league that really hasn't changed really in, in the meat of things, and I, especially in the coaching area, it's that. It's, it's the fact that if you look back from 1990 to now, Let's let's look at that for a second and, and, and kind of bear with me here for a second, okay? Chuck Daly, Phil Jackson, Rudy Tomjanovich, Greg Popovich. Those are your championship coaches in a 10-year span. One, two, three, four. Then you have Phil Jackson again to start the 2000 decade. And then you had Popovich and then you had Larry Brown, and then you had uh, Pat Riley, you know, three quarters of the season. Then you had Popovich again, Doc Rivers, Phil, Phil. So let's just use that. I don't want to go beyond that. It's then it's the, but then those 20 years, you had what seven coaches win championships in 20 years. And they're Joe at the and you know they the the, the narrative it, it continues is that they try and use an outlier. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that you're right. They they we do we we fall in love with the outlier. Oh look, Nick Nurse and the Toronto Raptors not understanding 
And Nick Nurse, I like Nick Nurse as a coach. I really do. But you you got to understand the circumstances, context, guys. Context. It's important in life to know. Circumstance. If Kevin Durant is not injured, Toronto doesn't sniff a championship in 2019. That was – I commend them for their, their, their run. I know injuries are part of the game, but that's – that is something that has to be into that formula. You can't not put that in there. Same thing with the 2015 Cleveland Cavaliers. If Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving are healthy, I don't see them beating. I don't see Golden State beating Cleveland. Not with LeBron and his peak peak in 2015 through 2017. That was like his, the boxing those years, even more so than maybe even 12 and 13 when he won a t- title in, um, in, uh, in Miami, I, a boxer has a three-year, maybe five-year window, and I'd say that would probably be it. So 2012 to 2017 was LeBron's prime prime, right? Circumstance matters. And in this situation, uh, I've, I've been trying to think of excuses. You know, sometimes you 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 fall into that positivity trap. You want to be positive. You want to feel good. I want to feel good too. You know, I want to feel good that the Lakers are going to progress. But the problem, guys, is we're not being told the truth behind, you know, we're, we're not being truthful to ourselves. And I'm using that example of the statistics of the last 30 years plus to make it clear that what you think is going on is not true. Look at the statistics. Look at the facts. When you do that, you start to really understand what's going on. And our own eyes are telling us, really, and sometimes you'll manipulate, your, you'll manipulate yourself into thinking something else. This team right now, this is 12 games in for a team that has no margin of error this year. Zero. They are average. They are average. And they've been terrible. Most of those losses, if it was competitive, I'd say, okay, you know what? Maybe they do need a few things to get, to, you know, worked around. But the issues I'm seeing here is incompetence and, and, and the inability to fundamentally play basketball for 48 minutes. And that can't happen when you have the amount of talent you have. So where do you, where, where does the blame lie? You can blame the players, sure. They're not focused enough, but what is the coach's job to do? Put their play, put his players in the best position possible so that they can succeed. Okay, if you're having an issue not getting uh, AD the ball, maybe he needs to swing back and forth. Maybe he needs a couple shots from mid-range to, to, to get him going. Maybe he needs a lob to get him going. I don't know. Just figure something out in that. There's 100 things that I can mention here and bore everybody, but I don't want to do that. There is, it's almost like they quit the second things don't go their way for about two minutes. And then all of a sudden, the end of the game comes, and there's this fake comeback. Why is there a fake comeback? Well, the Kings were up 26 points. No matter who you are, I don't care if it's the Bulls of 96, the Lakers of 87, or the the Warriors of of 17. Anyone who's up 26, 30 points is going to get complacent. And then what happens? Okay, 10 quick points in this era, that's... 
that's nothing, right? They get a couple of threes, they get a couple of turnovers, they score, it's 10 points back, and now they're down only 16. And then all of a sudden you see that fake comeback coming in, but then the second you make a mistake, boom, it's a three-pointer the other way, and now your comeback goes to crap, which is pretty much what happened at the end of the game. And actually it was worse because they kept making those mistakes that they were making in the first, second, and third quarter. So what, what does this team do next? What can we expect that is realistic here? Anthony Davis is not a primetime player night in and night out. He's had 12 years to show this. He hasn't. Darvin Ham has coached this team a year and a month. He has shown more inadequacy than knowing anything in terms of Adjustments, play calls, anything that would be relevant for a head coach to know or or implement. LeBron James has shown that he is a anomaly that we'll probably never see again in the NBA. Truly the Tom Brady of basketball. It looks like he could still play another two, three years at this point. That's probably the positive that I've seen here. And it sucks too at this in terms of the game. You know, you kind of wasted a good offensive game by D'Angelo Russell. Usually when D'Angelo drops 28, the Lakers win. But that goes to show you how bad his defense was and how bad the team defense was in general. Because they actually didn't shoot that, 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 that bad. And they haven't. They've actually been shooting over 50% from the field and a lot of these bad losses. So their defense is actually what's destroying the season right now, more so than anything. In terms of if you want to talk about facts, I know – the turnovers were not good either. I know Anthony Davis isn't scoring a lot of points, but actually this could have been helped a little had they played solid defense, but they're not. They're getting destroyed. You keep letting Sabonis get the ball four feet from the basket. You don't have anyone shadow. You don't have anyone dropping off to kind of just buffer that a little. And then AD's instincts, for some weird reason, the last year or so against slow Biggs has dissipated and it doesn't make any sense to me. What's the problem? Are, is Sabonis throwing a little like around AD's arms or is Jokic doing something where he's voodooing at the ball away from? I don't understand why AD, AD's athleticism is elite. He should be able to at least contain these guys to some degree, but he's not. So if you're not going to do the basics, how are you going to do the hard stuff all year? And at this point, ladies and gentlemen, when we're off, when I'm off air, it doesn't really matter in the end what's told, what's sent. I, I know this game. I already know what's going on. And it's a battle between not destroying the room, maybe bringing some positivity. I know that, you know, you don't want to be too negative even when, it's warranted because it does drain people. It's not, it's not, it's not a good feeling. I know that. But at this point, guys, I'm just I, I'm gonna have to see, I'm gonna have to see them play well to assume that they're actually gonna win a championship this year. Because at this point today at 10 p.m. Western uh, Western Pacific Standard Time, this team is a C minus team with no focus and no chance at going even deep in the playoffs this year.
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose 125 to 110 in a game where really, let's be honest here, they were never really into it. And a mild comeback came up definitively short in the fourth quarter. Magic Man, uh, obviously a lot of fingers are being pointed today at Anthony Davis. Uh, nine points, looked listless, looked like his hip spasms. And I'm sure that, you know, once the words come in as far as the press conferences and the locker room, what's going on, I'm sure that those that nasty hip spasm will probably say it reared its ugly head again. That's what I'm guessing at this point in time. I'll know for sure here in a little bit on Twitter. But, yeah, it just – he got killed by Devonta Sabonis. That was pretty much, in essence, the game right there. Yeah, true, the backcourt for Sacramento totally dominated, uh, you know, our backcourt at times although D'Angelo Russell did provide a lot late. Austin Reeves, uh, coming off the bench, absolutely was a misfire today. He looked terrible as far as turnovers, just couldn't really get his rhythm going at all today. But yeah, overall, the Lakers just could not find any type of defensive rhythm at all. The movement on offense, you could see. You could see the different coaching styles, Magic Man always constantly in flow in movement on the offensive end for Sacramento. On the other end, we have to work hard on ISOs for literally almost every shot that, that they try on the Lakers side. It just seems like night and day between what is preached and coached on the Lakers side and what is preached and coached on the Sacramento side. And it definitely worked today for Sacramento. It looks like on one side of the rink, someone's ice skating drilled. And then the other side of the rink, it looks like, uh, people are walking through wet cement. That's kind of the analogy I got from what we saw tonight. Um, and a lot of it does have to do with coaching. And Gerald, the the Sacramento Kings have superior assistant coaches to Los Angeles Lakers. And not only that, I don't even think that if you did have a superior staff, that that, that their ideas and their thoughts would get reflected to Devonham and he would take them under consideration, reflect upon them, and realize that he's wrong and the assistant coaches are right. Mike Brown has the luxury of having Jordy Fernandez as a, his head assistant drilled. Jordy Fernandez is likely to be the next one of the next head coaches in the NBA. This is the last year he's ever going to be under somebody else again uh, as an assistant coach. Uh Superior coaching makes a big difference. Joe was correct. And and sure enough, Magic Man, he did say after the game that his hip, Anthony Davis's hip, is bothering him a little bit. Of course, of course, he would say that it wasn't bother. It wasn't bothering him yesterday when he, uh, when he barely. I don't even think he had fifteen field goal attempts, Joe. I I think it was about eleven, and he. 
so don't give me that bullshit bullshive 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 anthony davis i could believe are, i didn't say it uh yes you do yeah he this is unacceptable it's not inexcusable it's unacceptable man it's unacceptable you want to be defensive player of the year and you drop the dime tonight like that and you're not you're not even getting in guys faces like gerald kevin herter hit six threes tonight and i know people may not think that uh kevin herter and and trey young are the the very most lethal dho dribble handoff shooters we have in the nba but they are they don't reside in northern california anymore well actually they do it's just in a different part excuse me kevin herter and trey young they're the best no it's no longer steph curry and Clay Thompson, and you would think that the Lakers, again, did not read scouting report, Gerald. Torian Prince has locked in on Kevin Herter on the wing, Gerald. He gets ball faked by Malik Monk and realizes that he's just crapped his pants, Gerald, because he looks back and he sees Herter's wide open, and he watches his three go in. And by the way, we were down six at that point, now we're down. Now we're down nine, and as Joe uh, elucidated during uh, playback, the next possession, terrible three-point attempt by Austin Reeves. Sacramento comes down, hits an easy bucket. They're up eleven. The Lakers never led in this game, Gerald. It was a wire-to-wire victory for the Sacramento Kings, and while the Lakers lost by fifteen points, it was worse than that. The, the the score made it look a lot cleaner than what the game really was. It was a horseradish on a poop platter with, I don't even know what you would drink with that, Sl- a sludge smoothie. Something but it like was that. just, yeah, it, this is, Gerald, We've talked, well, the food we've, I had today was better, I will say, than the poop in the punch bowl. <laughs> we we talked. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's irritating, Gerald, because a lot of uh, well, it's irritating for you as well. Gerald has a family. Gerald has love a lovely family. I'm sure Gerald would rather spend time with his family than discussing this. However, we've made we love this team so much that we've made a commitment to talk about this even when it's this bad. That being said, it is long overdue, Gerald. This is like a waft that was kind of it was it's it's almost as if the air was cleansed for just a few seconds, Gerald, last year. Like somehow there was a forest fire and we got the water and kind of kind of just stopped everything for a minute, but now the fire's back. It's burning up. And we're in the middle of it, along with everybody else. And everybody's screaming fire, and Darvin Ham's like, hands in your pockets. You suck. You absolutely suck. And we suck as a result of it. And I'm tired. I'm tired of the injury excuses from this guy. 
you are 30 years old. You've been in this game a long time, man. Nut up. Nut up. Can we even see your underwear, Anthony? Do you even wear underwear? I, I wonder sometimes. I really do. Because most men, when they're in their panties, they get out of their panties and into somebody else's. But you seem to stay in yours. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Once again, the Lakers do lose 125 to 110. Joe Allen was in the chat. He mentioned the same thing on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break about how the Lakers used or tried to use a too big lineup against no AD or LeBron. Now, seemingly two weeks ago, a big lineup seemed to be everybody's flavor. But now we're saying that if it does not include AD or LeBron, it's not something that we should go to. Now, we have limited options without AD or LeBron, and we actually have to utilize times where we don't have one or both of them on the floor. But it just seems like the rotations that Ham is, is using out there, if it does not include LeBron, it's just ineffective for a, you know, even yesterday, yesterday's game was a, like a seemingly like, like a misnomer compared to what you've got for today. It just, it just is not, not working. And people are going through, oh, Vando, 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 Vando. Or, oh, my gosh, uh, uh, Vincent, Vincent, him being out is the reason why. No, this team is a 6-6 six and six team. The way that they're playing from man 1 to 15 is playing like a 500 team. And it starts with the coach that's putting those people out there. You have two bigs that come off the bench that are minimum players. So to assume that these guys are going to be able to be effective against the current rebounding champion and someone who's fundamentally sound, someone that has the ability to pass out of double teams and get all to three-point shooters who make the shots, you're asking a lot of, of those minimum players. Those minimum players are minimum players for a reason. Even though Christian Wood is probably worth more than that but that's a debatable conversation the lakers and darvin ham uh are or at least i would say the 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 talent and the roster are a round peg and darvin ham is a square square piece it doesn't work he doesn't know how to coach an nba team and he's been able to do what he's done in a short amount of time because he's got LeBron James primarily. And then, of course, Anthony Davis when he shows up once a week. Uh, which, again, goes to show you how amazing that talent is. When he does show up, it's, it's astronomically different. Uh, but when he doesn't show up, it looks like someone who is playing for the minimum. And that's the, that's the burner there. It's, it's, I, was, I was fully expecting A.D., to, to always be a problem for guys like Jokic and Sabonis since there's so few bigs in the, in the league that are actually skilled like they are because he is skilled. He is athletically superior to Jokic and Sabonis and longer and all those things, all physical and, and, and just talent-wise. But there's one thing that he doesn't have about those guys and there's, there's a mental fortitude that he doesn't have, at least not every game in every game 
He doesn't know how to play hurt, it sounds like. If he is hurting, he doesn't know how to play hurt. If you don't know how to play hurt, you're not going to have sustained greatness. Sustained greatness is winning multiple times. You don't have the stuff. You don't have the stuff. Anyone can win once. It's, it happens all the time. Anyone can win once. But when you have talent like AD, you're not supposed to win once. There is There are exceptions. I'll use Dirk Nowitzki as an exception. Dirk Nowitzki had the terrible luck of playing in an era of Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe, and Tim Duncan. Sometimes that that just that's how it plays out. You know, we look at the guys in the 80s like Alex English and and Rolando Blackman and those guys. Those guys don't even be considered anything close to great players when they were phenomenal. Phenomenal. But they ran into Magic and Bird and Dr. J and Isaiah, who were just not fair players for those guys. Because it was just legendary attrition, Joe. And, 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 and again, it's I don't feel there's anyone, any team in the league the last few years that is of, of greatness. So this would be your time to, to, to show your skills and really, really put a stamp on your, your era. Like the, 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 the LeBron AD era will have accomplished what, what we wanted them to accomplish once. They should have at least two and really should have had three. Should have three, two would be great, but it's only one. And to me, kind of makes me feel like it kind of makes me, and I wasn't obviously around, but when I read the history and watched, I did watch the games uh, on, on, on tape. Uh, there was some recordings of, of, of the 72 finals that I was able to watch. Primarily this the clincher in game five, but you had you had Will Chamberlain still getting 20 rebounds a game uh most of those years between 68 and 73, and you were only able to muster one championship when you probably should have had three. I don't I don't I don't think with Jerry West and and and, and Matt Talpool and Goodrich and, and and Jerry West uh, and even Elgin Baylor in 70 and 69, I believe they there should have been a few more championships there, but there weren't. And I feel like that's what this era is. It's turning into that should have won more era, but they won one. And a lot of it then was this coaching player issue. Maybe not the drama that it was, uh, but it's inadequate drama. Darvin Ham isn't a good coach for this team and this team is not held accountable for their inadequacy. I don't know if calling AD out and getting him motivated. I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Maybe it wouldn't, maybe in this era it won't, but it's, it's a confusing. Joe, Joe, if we have to keep asking ourselves, do these guys really need a pep talk? Do you really need a pep talk if you're 30 years old? You're a multiple-time All-NBA player. You've wanted to be a Defensive Player of the Year award winner for several years now. 
uh, even though you you've been quiet about it. Do you really need a pep talk? Why do why why do I need to give you a pep? You're a goddamn adult, and you've been tasked with being given a job. You got a job description. You get well compensated. Why the do I have to give you a pep talk? Tonight was a confused. (laughs) Tonight was a confusing evening in so many respects. There were geriatric commercials at eight o'clock at night, and I'm sitting there going, "Who did their homework and their marketing analysis on who is actually watching this?" I'm 45. I don't need a fake stairmaster that I'm sitting down using. Or what was the other one? some kind of uh, foot cream or whatever. I'm going. Don't forget all the drug commercials that they show, and they show. I, I, I was confused. Tonight was confusing in so many ways. Even the breaks were confusing. I, I, it's, it's, it's this constant reminder of no one really doing anything, and those who are doing everything are doing things that don't make sense. So what are these guys actually doing when the game isn't going on? Are they really prepared? Are they doing their homework? Do they care? Maybe that's the one thing that has changed. Maybe possessions haven't changed. Maybe scoring hasn't changed the last 30 years. But one thing that I think has changed is we're just not – we're not around competency. We're not around people who actually have conviction in doing what they're doing, and the, the, which is crazy because the, the, there's more complaining now about not getting what you want than ever before. When in fact, everything I see is people are being enabled for doing nothing all the time, and those who aren't are complaining enough to get what they want because of litigation or some kind of social advantage on how you can get what you want things like that so it's a it's a it's a it's a very weird it was a weird night i did not come into this game thinking we were going to get destroyed from opening tip to to the end i didn't i didn't i thought the lakers were going to be they were five and zero at home and they were riding some momentum here they had won three in a row they had a chance to really separate themselves from being average and maybe even going on a little streak here where maybe by this time next week they'd be 10 and 5. But you know, you know what that was, guys? That wasn't really me saying that. That was me trying to stay positive because I'm trying not to destroy the room every day. And yeah, that, that sometimes we we fall into that. But it's not, it's not the truth. It's not reality. I, I hate to have to say this every show, but this is not the reality. This team at this point, guys, is an average team. If they continue to play like this, I think what's going to happen is they're going to win about 45 to 47 games. And maybe if they have the right draw in the first round, win in the first round, and then get smoked in the second round. I think that's what they're destined to do. And the reason why they would make it into the second round is because you still have LeBron James. LeBron James... If there's any positiveness in this thing, is LeBron James continues to defy all of science when it comes to basketball longevity. 
He is a superstar that I don't believe we'll be seeing again at this capacity in terms of longevity, in terms of the physical part of his game, his, his, his focus on continually wanting to play and be great. That's the one positive that you can, you can see. Uh, I didn't see it as much when he was in Miami and Cleveland. It's difficult because we're Laker fans. We're watching Laker games. We're not watching all the Cleveland games or Miami. But LeBron James has shown in his Laker career that he is one of the greats. And you have an argument of him being the greatest of all time, even though I don't agree with it. You have that argument. And he's conti- he continues to prove to it, prove it. And that's, that's my positive in this. My positive is that, man, if things could have been much worse the last five years. We had LeBron James choose to come to L.A. He's helped us win a championship. And there's been some really, really good games that we've watched because he's here. Imagine if he wasn't. Believe me, we all we all were there between 14 and, and 17. It was absolutely dreadful watching basketball. Once again, it is the Lakers. They do lose 125 to 110. Sean, I mean, we're going to get called out on it again. We're too negative. I don't think we will this time. We're, we're I think we will. too grumpy. I think, you know, we're no. too this, we're too that. We just no, call it no. like we see it. If they stink, they sink. If we praise, last night we praised them. We absolutely threw so many flowers at them. But the only thing we did with the caveat, Joe, was that, man, I hope they don't follow it up with a turd the next night. And sure enough, they did. That's that's the sign of an inconsistent team. Good teams back up a great performance with another solid one as well. Go ahead, Magic Man. Let me unmute you. Gerald, I I, I realize that uh, some people are in their feelings and emotions right now. I just want to know, I'm I'm very frustrated. I'm not in my feelings, though. I'm just just tired of seeing the same movie (laughs) over and over again. And here's, here's something interesting for you, Gerald. Do you know how many times Tim Duncan scored over 25 points after the age of 25, Gerald? Just take a guess. How How many times? How many times do you think Tim Duncan averaged over 25 points after the age of 25? Zero. Zero. Anthony Davis has done that three times, Gerald. They're both number one picks. Not first round picks, number one overall pick. So I don't want to hear anybody in the goddamn chat telling me, oh, this is Anthony Davis. This is, he is who he is. Tim Duncan was who he was. Tell me the difference, Gerald. Tell me the difference. Tim Duncan didn't play with a fantastic motor. He didn't, he didn't have the motor of a KG. All I can say, Magic Man, and I'll bring him back on here in a sec. Uh, it's just he's getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated. He got you back, man. But I can understand your frustration. But uh, you know what? Rodell is saying, "Oh, is it Ham's fault every time we lose, and LeBron's reason every time we win?" No, it's not. But LeBron scored a triple double today, and they still lost. Prince is out there and I know he's been a target of a lot of people in the chat minus 24 absolutely somewhere where they need to go ahead and make a change but where do they make it with somebody that's going to come in and do a better job right now they don't have that option 
Vando, if 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 maybe if, if a part if if a part of an assembly line is not working, guess what, Gerald? Ford, Nissan, Mercedes, they're not going to be able to get that new car out to you in time, are they? No. So it's part of everybody's goddamn job description to do your job. Do your job. He is who he is. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. This is a guy who was the premier college player. He helped his university win a championship. They've done dick since he's left. And he came to a woebegone team and he willed them into the playoffs, which is something that you look for with bigs more than guards. There are certain bigs who never elevated their team. Kevin Love. A lot of you out there love pointing to Kevin Love. Kevin Love didn't take the Minnesota Timberwolves to a playoff spot. Gerald, do you know how do you know what the highest place the Minnesota Timberwolves ever finished with Kevin Love? Tenth. So all you all you misers out there, you wanna talk you wanna just do this. Anthony Davis is who he is. No, he was drafted number one, number one overall for a reason, because he was considered a transformational player. And it's 11 years later, and he's regressing. It's not, he is who he is. He's regressing. He used to be unbelievable. And now he decides to take games off. He's disinterested defensively at times, Gerald. I never thought I'd say that about Anthony Davis. Throughout his entire career, throughout it, Dennis Rodman was not disinterested in defense at any point in time. That's a multiple-time defensive player of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Ben Wallace did not take games off defensively. Another multiple defensive player of the year. Oh, So don't give me your crap. I've been watching this game way too long to be fooled by something like that. This dude needs to either ramp it up or let them know I'm not in, in it anymore. And you know what? That's fine. Then we tri- then we start over, Gerald, because this is not going to cut the cheese with Lakers fans. It's not. And I'm tired of it. And I apologize for swearing. But this is enough for me. Once again, the Lakers do lose 125 to 110. Joe Magic Man is uh, doing the rant that's normally reserved for you. And I think it's uh, very frustrating. And I feel bad for Magic because he puts his heart every single time. Magic Man puts his heart into everything that he does for the Lakers fast break, whether he comes on for the pregame, whether he goes from entirely early beforehand coming on. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. He is there. He's there for you. He's there to go ahead and make sure the community is where it is. He puts everything he needs to. He's on at 1.30 in the morning, his time right now, going off on the Lakers because he cares about you, the individual that's watching this or listening to this right now. So if you can see that he is giving that kind of effort, why can't the Lakers, Joe? give that same kind of effort too when they need it the most well i don't think we 
I don't think we really know why, other than maybe it's just. I think Austin Reeves is trying. I think D'Angelo Russell is trying. I don't know if AD's trying all the way. I think he tends to get set in lulls. Uh, Torian Prince, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. It's very hard to get angry at minimum players. It's just I can't. They're minimum players. They're minimum salary players. I, 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 they're there to supplement. So when you're working out, you're not supposed to have protein shakes six days out of the, in, in, the, in the day. The protein shake is supposed to be used in that time where you can't eat. It's a convenience thing. That's what a role player is that's making minimum money. Convenience. We need to stop, and I say we, not me. We as a as as a Laker fan base, we need to stop anointing every time a role player has a great game, the next best thing. We've had that habit for years. They're not going to be day in and day out guys, otherwise they wouldn't be here. They'd be somewhere else making 20, 30 million a year. And it I it it highlights the AD inefficiency even more because that is the guy that's supposed to be there every day if ad is playing the way he should every game and lebron is playing the way he should every game you're not gonna have a team that's getting blown out from beginning to end you might lose this game because they were shooting threes left and right but that's the point point is they're not competitive and they play sloppy blaming darvin ham is absolutely warranted when they lose because 95% of the time, it is his fault. His lineups suck. He has no motivation skills to get these guys out of whatever they're in. And every goddamn time, they take a timeout. That The play they come out of the timeout with looks like a disheveled pile of shit. There's no motion in There's the no motion. The, the, the play that they came out of one, I think it was in the third quarter, was they inbound the ball to LeBron. He goes against his shooting hand and shoots it falling back. That was the play with two guys hovering around him. And he's sitting there on the right side of the, the basket waiting for the rebound. There's already two people in front of him. If that ball drops anywhere near it, they're going to get it because that's what they've been doing. Their positioning is terrible. This is coaching. Fundamentals are trash. This is coaching. Passing lanes are gone. Dribbling. Austin Reeves is dribbling between his legs with two guys hovering around. If I'm the coach, I'm like, what the F are you doing? Stop dribbling between your legs when two guys are gnawing at you. That's the coach's job. Instead, he's doing this. This is what this is what you see all game. See, you're uncomfortable, right? You saw it right in your face. You don't want to be in a blame dog, Darvin. Yeah, it is his fault. He's the coach, and the plays suck, and the motivation isn't there. What's he there for then? You might as well just send him home, and let Genie or, or Rob just hey just go play the play LeBron ball. I mean, they're doing it anyways. I, you know, at least Rob Polinka out there, he'd cross his legs once in a while because he's more of a lanky fella. Um, not a lot of hands in the pockets, Gerald. So uh, something would be different there. 
it, it, it's 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 a it's not you're not getting out of this guys those of you who keep trying to find a little bit of a a lane the lane see see, see joe when you're lu- it's science it's science when you're lukewarm you either stay lukewarm or you turn cold you don't you can't get warmed up from lukewarm that's why the luke is the, is the first part of that word that's the important part you want to be the root word is warm, and right now we're a warm pile of turds. You have the second best player on the championship team, the second best player who, in a lot of nights, is the number one guy in Jamal Murray. And look at how well Denver's still playing. Oh, it's Jokic. Okay, it's Jokic then. So he upped his game. Now we're in a little different situation because are you really going to ask a 21 year? star to play 2017 ability no that's not that's not going to work either he's still a human being he still played too many games he's supposed to be coasting right now with with ad leading the way and the other guys playing the right way but the coaching and the setup and the scheme is not working this guy does not know what he's doing and there's no solution, which is where the frustration lies. There is no one out there that could come in and change it. So we're going to have to ride this through the year, and I don't even know what they're going to do next year, honestly. But, guys, this is the I, – we said this way since the draft night. This is the, the – the Lakers are not winning a championship beyond this year with the AD LeBron uh, era team. This was the last chance right here, and things have to be perfect. It can't – they can't be going in there with only 45 wins and being a six seed or a seven seed. If that happens, they're done in the second run at the, at the at best. They needed to be a top four team. They needed home court. They needed to not get killed at the beginning of that playoff run. And if, 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 if they turn out to be what they were last year, yeah, it's, 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 it's toast. Well, uh, well, they're going to have to figure – I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know. I, I think they're they, they, they thinking they want to keep – the Lakers always love keeping the stars, and I, I, we're going to have to just sit here and kind of be stuck in, in maybe a little bit higher purgatory than, than normal because purgatory typically in the NBA is that 500 team that makes the eight seed, and they don't get better because of it. You have to either be crap and get a high draft pick, which is difficult to do, even then, especially the draft picks the last few years have been, you know, less stellar in terms of being true number ones. I know Anthony Edwards, everybody's on his jock every other week. One week he looks like a star, the other week he does. Hell, he's pulling the Anthony Davis uh, uh, card yep. now, right? I'm sorry, guys. To me, there's there's specific number ones, and we've 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 made great players from players that were just good way too much way too much and if you look at the last 13 years the champions of the last let's say 10 years forget about 13 years last 10 years you're looking at 2014 through 2023 how many of those teams had the number one true superstar helping them win a championship that's it's difficult now it's not like it was before where you had seasoned first overall picks that played three or four years in college. They come, it's like 
Magic won championships. Kareem won championships. Shaq won championships. All the number one picks. Hakeem won championships. You don't have that. You don't have that. It's it's those days are gone. So you can't you risk that. You got to get real lucky. You got to be lucky like the Spurs and get Wembenyama first. And Joe, a lot of people can't point to you know Wiggins winning one because Wiggins didn't win one when he was the number one overall pick. He considered. A superstar that that don't count yeah and in 14 tim duncan wasn't really number one in 19 no 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 that's important yeah. too right because so, it's about who's driving the bus so you're looking it's at the who's spurs, driving the bus you just look at the spurs really it's it's been it was lebron it's been lebron lebron is the only guy in the last 10 years and he did it twice that has been the number one pick and the star, and the star from beginning to end, that's won championships. And that was the guy that was drafted in 2003. I, I, he can't be any worse, PMC. I got to say that. <laughs> I mean, if we if you put the clipboard in Tom Brady's hand and said, Tom, you need to coach the Lakers tonight. I'll tell you what I, Tom I, would I, do. I would, I would experiment with that for one night only. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what Tom would do. Tom would get fired after a week because he would lambaste Anthony Davis or anyone, people don't, uh, people didn't see what that guy did. Ask Julian Elliman. Don't ask me. PMC, ask- he's too busy being a passive owner of the world champion for the WNBA Las Vegas Aces and doing Hertz commercials. Why would he want to go ahead and waste himself and get some stress here? He's being always talked about Green Bay or whatever. Insert your quarterback list NFL team here halfway through the season once they get injuries. He's too busy being at the head of every rumors. Oh, is Tom Brady going to come back? Oh, is Tom Brady going to come I, back? I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's that's loving po- it. I don't think that's possible, Joe. Because if I was him, I would. I would. Why would you want to come back? I I'd show that that uh, highlight of me sliding while Nate Clements knocks my helmet off, and I still I still continue to play. So if I did, he bounced it, up pretty why, quick. In that. Why, why can't you? Deshaun Watson you? comes back, you know, best, best performance of the year. Looks like the torn player shoulder. that he was about, the torn shoulder. Bye bye. He's here's, gone. Here's, well, since you're talking about Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady might have a small, inc- might have a small window. I guess, I guess, if he I wants guess it. Ger- Ger- Gerald's, Gerald's right. They have the same kind of tour doll in the locker rooms of the Cleveland medical staff as the Lakers do for Anthony Davis for that hip spasm. You know what works? I took it. Get some cortisone. You'll feel a lot better, and you'll play a lot better. I'll tell you this. If if you don't psych yourself out of the game. Cortisone is very bad for you if you take it too much, but my God, the first and last When it works, Joe, it works. Imagine. The The first time I took it, I was like, wow. Imagine, here's here's what it felt like. Okay, here's what it felt like. It felt like you ever crack your neck really good? That feeling, like I'm talking like click, 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 click. That's what cortisone felt like. And now imagine that feeling for like a day. Because the second they put that thing in my shoulder after surgery, because it was just keep, they kept getting inflamed. I had arthritis in it obviously 
But I kept telling the doc, I'm like, doc, it just feels uncomfortable. It's not arthritis. He goes, all right, I'm going to reduce the inflammation and then it might help you out and, you know, healing quicker. Man, yeah, he I, put that sucker in there and I was like, oh. <laughs> like, and the doc, my, the doctor, did he did these, these uh, labrum surgeries like twice a week. The guy was, God knows how much he was making every week doing that. He was one of those monotone guys. I, lo- I loved him. I'm like, doc. Why the hell did I wait a year to do this? And he started laughing. So I'm like, God, him finally. After being monotone and not, I think he saw, because I did one of these where I just kind of like, Doc, what, what, what did we wait for? You know? I felt the same way, same way when it went in my elbow. Yeah. It, where it, have it, you been all my life? It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> finishing the Tom Brady discussion, I'm going to be curious to see if Tom Brady, wants to be John Lynch to the Raiders in the future here. Waiting to see if that might be a possibility because Mark, Mark Davis needs help. You think? Mark Davis needs massive help with the Raiders. He does, he just, he can't seem to catch a break with any of these clowns that he keeps bringing in. (laughs) So with that, there's no saving the Lakers this year, guys. Either they figure it out or they die. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. One thing I want to ask you guys, though, uh, Rodell's and Z are putting it in the chat uh, right there for you. It is the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break. Uh, They're saying that uh, Austin needs to stop trying to do too much because it's not working. But then we go off on Austin if he does something else or if he doesn't do enough of something or doesn't play enough defense or if he doesn't, you know, move his feet more. And it's just the 23 turnovers, Magic Man, that's a killer. That's to start your all of your problems. If you look at it, the box score, that's where I start. Is the twenty three turnovers? Just seems to me it's careless. Yeah, I know it's a back to back, and you're going to have usually tendency to be a little bit more careless with the ball because you're tired. You're a little bit more fatigued playing on a back to back. But the Lakers came off a very easy victory last night, and in doing so, you should have picked up some good habits which you should have transferred over within the 24 hour span, you're still feeling good. You're still feeling energized. You remember in your brain exactly what you did to be successful. Yeah. You probably did. It's a different team, but this is not a defensive stopper team in the Sacramento Kings. This is a team that you have the size advantage on and you have just as good ability from the outside as the, as those players, the air is a little bit better than the guards that we have. But then again, you have LeBron, that should be able to go ahead and kill it, and AD that should be able to dominate DeMontis Sabonis on the inside. But that didn't happen. And where I'd look and where I'd start to go ahead and say where this, where's the problem is the carelessness that the Lakers had in 23 turnovers. I think a lot of that had to do with maybe some complacency because of how well they played yesterday. That's 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 all well and true, Gerald. I, I tend to... Um have a different barometer when it comes to this kind of either tepid tepid response 
or energetic response. And that is, how is LeBron James' first few minutes on the court? Is he active? And if he's active, what's his activity level like? Is he more concerned more about getting off on three? Is he more concerned about setting teammates up in the in their spots? Uh, tonight, Gerald, he was very sloppy with the ball to, to start out with. Um, you know, he was very loosey-goosey with his dribble. Um, and it cost us early on because as he goes, unfortunately, Gerald, we go. And that's not – that shouldn't be the case, but it is. Um, so when LeBron's sloppy, tends to – tends to roll over and avalanche and other sloppiness. Um, I often go back to the, a quote Larry Bird uh, gave Gerald. Um, he said, and a quote, I don't try to do more than I can do. And I don't try to do less than my teammates need me to do. I just try to play my basic game and help the team win. I think Austin Reeves needs to go to back, back to that. Gerald just play his basic game. Um, he looked awkward in different moments. Um, so Herter beat Reeves, D'Lo, and Prince on on threes tonight, Gerald. All three of them were involved in actions where they either lost him or left him wide open. Often and I saw so many clean looks, and it's just because the motion offense. It's not a hard motion offense. Imagine the it's cuts soft, that they it's were making. So, it's soft. It's a yeah, soft it's, motion. It's not like it's like a whole bunch of, you know, you run through like three or four screens sometimes, like Golden State's motion up. Golden State, Utah, yes. When it was at its peak, you were running through two, three screens. I get it. This was not, we saw this. This is just a lot of zigzagging, just a lot of effort that you have to, yeah. But this is also with the Lakers, oh, easily, let's go ahead and switch. Switch, switch. You don't have to. A lot of times the Lakers did not have to switch chose to do so but they kept they stopped switching halfway through the the you know as far as the possession and they would give up easy shots just absolutely just these are things that coaches should pick up on if we can see it on playback if we can see it right there they should easily pick this stuff up and be able to communicate that to their team but they did not and it's just very discouraging my friend uh, but I will say again, the Lakers do lose 125 to 110. Uh, we're going to head out here in a few minutes. But before we do, Joe, I want to ask you this. Uh, and actually, Sean, you can interject, please, as well on this. Jovan Buha, who is a source of, I don't know, for us, because I know that Laker Tom absolutely worships the ground he walks on. <laughs> he was on a show, I guess, recently saying that the Lakers will try to get involved and land Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, or DeMar DeRozan. Because you know he, you know, being an insider, quote unquote, he thinks he knows it all. Uh, I know Rodell got after us in the email saying that we were ready to trade. We were not ready to trade. We're just quoting what the audience was communicating and asking us about those possibilities. Again, if you go after Zach Levine, you're throwing the kitchen sink and you're trading multiple players to make up for that one contract, that one very large almost an albatross-like contract for Zach Levine. Let's say you want to go for Alex Caruso. Gee, if he becomes available, don't you think that 10 or 15 other teams, possibly with better assets, can also do the same thing or would want to do the same thing about a guy who can't play great perimeter defense? 
for a championship-level team. And last but not least, DeMar DeRozan as a scoring option for a team that might be struggling in the scoring option. For us, is that really a great option? Another guy, older guy, who can score but can't give you much on the defensive end. So, Joe and Sean, I put that out to you. Again, I'm not trading any of these guys right now for any of them except for Caruso, but Caruso is going to be a hot commodity if he goes on the market. Your thoughts, guys, when they talk, when Jovan Buha continues to put this, perpetuate the stuff out there like that, you know, how real is it? How real is it for Lakers fans that they should believe or buy into this each time? It, it's it's not. And a lot of the, the, the stuff out there is to get clicks. It's, it's, it's just, that's what it is. You, you, they have no, no understanding of the, the cap. They have no understanding of aprons. They have no understanding of financial obligations that the Lakers can't make. But what they do understand, Joe, is how to manipulate and masquerade language. So right. it makes it so it makes it seem that they know what they're talking about. Correct. And all that is is what we've talked about for the last God knows how many shows is you suspend reality for feelings. I want to believe that Austin Reeves will play defense well. No. No. D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves will never play defense well. They're not capable of doing it. They're not physically able to do it. We've had enough time to see it. We just saw Austin get exploited a little bit later than than we probably should have seen it. And a remedy to that would be to add someone without removing them, or at least maybe one of them, not both, with somebody like an Alex Caruso. So we are in a position now, uh, there are two problems, uh, not able to adjust to those deficiencies. Maybe we can't. Uh, Darvin Ham's uh, ability is reliant on the talent. If he was coaching the Charlotte Hornets, I think he'd probably win 15 to 20 games, even with LaMelo Ball. So by playing and winning 40 to 45 games, he's not going to uh, – he's just not He's just not the guy. He, he, can't, he can't fix – can't put uh, – and the thing with Austin and D'Angelo Russell, they are good players. You can put them in good positions to, to, to be effective, but that takes somebody that knows how to, how to create that. He doesn't know how to do that. And I don't know if he'd be able to do it with Levine – fact that he's making 40 50 million dollars that's not gonna, that's not this is not going to happen you'd have to trade pretty much a chunk of your team and i think it end up being at best a lateral movement anyways getting uh DeRozan and Caruso for let's say Rui D'Angelo a couple picks and maybe Shafino i did hear that yeah that would be great but why the hell would the bulls do that ask me you know that's the question we need to ask stop thinking in laker goggles Wake the F up. Stop. Well, you can keep doing it, but I'm going to clown you when you do it. It doesn't matter what you guys say or what you feel. It doesn't freaking matter. This is the result. Look at the record. Your three best players tonight had 16 turnovers. 
16 turnovers, just three guys, your three best players. They have no credibility tonight. Not even LeBron does. You made mistakes that cost your team any chance of winning. So now what? We're going to get Caruso and DeRozan for scraps? Why? Oklahoma City and Philly have better packages to get Caruso right now. Especially Philly. Man, if Philly got Caruso, Mm. that would be the guy that really can make some things interesting over there in, in the East. They could really start scaring Boston. And then what if Boston gets him? They can offer if some. Boston money. gets him. I will guarantee you they're going to the finals. And you better hope Denver's healthy. Otherwise, the Celtics are winning 18. I'm, I'm basing it off health. If Porzingis is healthy, and Jalen Brown and, and, and Tatum have obviously shown that they can stay healthy deep in the playoffs. If Porzingis is healthy and they're able to to bring Caruso on top of that, ooh, now things are going to get scary for the Lakers. Uh, that almost that Shams almost make it makes it sound like um, Chicago's uh, basically competing against themselves for the services of Zach Levine, Gerald. Because I think once you attach his name, if you want uh, Alex Caruso or uh, uh, Io. I think that's when a lot of conversations end because I, I, ultimately I think the me the what Joe is asking is so what's the rub for the Bulls to make that kind of deal to make that kind of sweetheart deal based on what you know they're they're an organization as well there are thirty club members and they all have to find a way to get along Gerald. They also have to find a way to uh, find a way to commensurate assets to other assets. And right now, Gerald Caruso is a really, really, really tasty uh, on the menu. But if you had to include Zach Levine, would you would would you take it, Gerald? Would you eat at the restaurant? If you got Alex Caruso, but you had to take Zach Levine, no, Joe, Joe, you're shaking your head no. So I'm, I'm thinking that's instinctually a no. Well, the thing is, though, Magic Man, the Lakers really couldn't do that until AD comes of it. And I heard that's actually right. AD does become eligible this year on February the sixth, so he does yes. sneak in. It's Vando, the only one. It's that Vando is, that that Vando's the only one yeah. you cannot trade this year. Uh, AD does come in because of how, when he signed his signed extension, it. yes, comes in under the cut line, so he it comes in before, before the, the trade deadline. Deadline. That's right, yeah. yes. So, yeah. if you, you know, just by contracts, you know, if you were to trade for Levine and for Caruso in the same package, guess what you would need in order to trade for it? Anthony Davis. So, if you're willing to go ahead and trade Anthony Davis, says, however upset we are, there you go, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. So, you ba- literally would ship out your second best player for a, a substandard package. So, you know, and you know, no. Chicago's going to ask for picks. Chicago needs to rebuild. So Chicago, any trade Chicago is going to need any type of rebuilding. And that's going to include. And, and, and a- absolutely Gerald. And this is, this is what, the, this is what people talk about when they say pilfering 
the hen house. That's what Chicago wants to do to a team. They want to pilfer their hen house. And they they see a sucker, obviously, in obviously one of Philly, Miami, or um, the Lakers. That being said, I'm with my esteemed panelists. If I'm out at a restaurant and they say, you know what? We know you like Alex Crusoe, so we'll put we'll put him on the menu for you. But you also have to take Zach Levine. Nope, not gonna eat there. Not gonna eat there. No, thank you. Take my business elsewhere. That being that being said, Gerald, it it it's it's what you said. It's it, that they have to see this out for the next fifteen to twenty games, because that's what we keep reading. Ham keeps talking about health. LeBron keeps talking about cohesion and health. We saw this last year, didn't we, Gerald? It's just we wait till we're healthy. But just, the optimists wait. But the optimists, God bless them. They're in our chat now. And God bless you for thinking so positive. Say six and six and like those red pill. There it's way better than last season's two and ten, Joe. Way better than last season's two and ten, Magic Man. I mean, we, should we be so panicky? Should we be so grumpy? Should we be so, uh, you know, standoffish when it comes to the Lakers? The problem is the eyes. The eye test tells you that this team on an everyday basis cannot compete with the best in the NBA. Right now, there are many more teams. You more than one hand can tell you right now. There are more than one hand. There are teams out there that play are, that are playing much better than the Lakers on a consistent basis. So that's why I'm concerned, Joe. Should we be so concerned because the Lakers are playing much better than they did this time last season? Or I don't know if they're playing much better, but their record, their record is certainly much better. Should we be concerned? I think so, personally. I mean, because you going can't, on. you don't know which team you're going to get from one game to the next. I'm not going on a next. rant. I'm not going on a rant the end of the night. Okay. Yeah. I just I'm just saying that you don't know which team you're going to get from one game to the next. And if that's the case, there still should be concerns with you guys out there in your minds right now because yes, it is better than 2 and 10. Much better than 2 and 10 statistically magic man. It's just I just cannot see this team being at the same level of reaching a Western Conference Finals with the inconsistent style and play, the inconsistent style of coaching the inconsistent plays that are run that run run on every game basis. Well, if we played all of our games against Memphis, it'd look great. But unfortunately, you can't run your whole season against games you play against Memphis. No, Gerald, you can't. And and you know, again, just because something happened last year doesn't mean it's going to roll over and translate into it happening again. That's not that's not necessarily what's going to happen. Um, Golden State can't seem to win at home, Gerald. Last year they couldn't seem to lose at home in the regular season. So just because just because so George Orwell has a great has a great uh, couple lines in nineteen eighty four, Gerald. Those who control the past control the present. Those who control the future control the past. Those who control the present control the future. The Lakers are in control of their own destiny at this point. I don't want to hear about the injuries. Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt are role players. They are not significant in 
whether or not the Lakers are a consistent championship contender. They help, but they're not significant. Every significant part of the Lakers is underperforming drill, and they're underwhelming while they do it. Intel asked, you know, how do I see it through 12 games? Well, I don't think we're... Uh, you're, Parcel said it. You are you are what your record says you are. We're six at six. It doesn't seem that we can go either on a heater or get really cold and dip out of the the conference altogether, Gerald. So right now it's six and six. It's a slog. That's the best that's the best way to describe it, Gerald. It it just seems that everything is made more difficult. Offensive possessions defensive possessions, offensive rebounding. I mean for God's sakes, there was there was a, a there was a possession in this game that illustrated our f- problem to a T. De'Aaron Fox is standing at the free throw line, getting ready for his second free throw. Gerald, watch the replay. He take he looks out of the corner of his eye to see if anybody's crashing as the shot goes up. Nobody's crashing the board, Gerald. So he snatches the rebound in in between Anthony Davis and Christian Wood. It was disgusting. And it illustrates why the Lakers' fundamentals just are poor, suck-ass. I mean, there's 50 feet of And then there's what we are, rebounding and fundamentally sound basketball. It's terrible. And it's not getting any better. So if it's not, it's like a torn tricep, ladies and gentlemen. You know what a torn tricep feels like? I don't. But a friend of mine told me, Sean, it felt like my arm was dangling by a string. And that's what we are right now. We are a torn tricep. It's not getting any worse. But guess what, Gerald? It ain't getting any better either. And it's looking kind of ugly. If you, yes. if you, if you, for all those WWE fans out there, uh, if you remember last year when Cody Rhodes uh, tore, uh, I think he tore his tricep, I think if that's the case, and then it started Ooh. to blow up, and you could see the discoloration Ooh. throughout his entire arm and his pec, and you saw it, and it just, but yet he went out there and still had a excellent cage match against Seth Rollins. But he did get the surgery and was out several months after that. Oh, Gerald, it was a peck. It was a peck, yeah. torn peck. Oh. Off the top of my head, I forget. Yeah, but you remember? Oh it was, my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh he tore. God. He tore it in training, and then you know, absolutely, it was leading into a cage match, which he still went through with Seth Rollins. Had a, it was an excellent match for WrestleMania, I believe. And then, yeah, he had to uh, get it taken care of. But yeah, just it's just at this point where we're not seeing this team play consistently at the level we need to see. So, uh, Joe, any last thoughts, my friend, uh, before we head on out and magic man, <laughs> there, exactly. There you go. <laughs> oh man. That's that a tricep. He, no, it was, it was the pack. pack magic man. Magic yeah, man was right. Yeah. He toured in training and then, oh. yeah, it, it, uh, you saw the discoloration there. It was, it was really bad. So, geez. Uh, the last thing I have to say is, if you want to sit on there better from last year, then that, that branch is going to break really quick. I mean, technically they are, Joe, but yeah. the the They can't rebound. They can't 
get a rebound. Austin Reeves and DeAndre Russell cannot play defense. Your coach doesn't know how to run a single scheme or a play with any consistency. And then your, one of your superstars doesn't show up half the week. So if you want to. Odell, give me a break. Give me a break. He gets a triple double. What more do you want from LeBron tonight on a back to back? I didn't say anything about LeBron. He, Although he did have six turnovers. He did have six turnovers, but he gets a triple double for you. Something I don't give a crap about stats. Screw your stats. It's about the freaking record and a championship. I don't give a about triple doubles. Any Yahoo in the NBA can get a triple double now. Okay, it's about winning freaking games, not getting blown out at home, wire to wire. You got clowned again tonight. Sick of watching them get clowned. If you're competing and you're losing, there's a difference. Him and Reddish, zero. 34-point loss to the Houston Rockets. Yeah. You get spanked by the Kings at home when you had momentum coming into it. Your guys didn't even play half the game last night. Don't give me that excuse. You guys all sat on your ass most of the time. You guys are not focused. They're not focused. Your coach is inadequate. And you have two starters that can't play defense. Just stop. How's that going to get solved? You tell me. The only thing that has a chance of getting solved is AD playing more consistently. And we've not seen that for 12 years, really. So go sit on your little tree branch and, and tweet with the tweets, whatever the hell it is that you do, and keep thinking positive. Good for you. I hope it works for you. I, I don't do that. I, I, I don't really give a two, two craps about positive, negative. I'm about what it's about. What it's about right now is your team is six and six. They're average, and you have two players on that team that are going to start in the All-Star game. Two, not one. How many guys play at a time? Five. Two. Fifteen percent of the season is over as of tonight. Fifteen percent of the season is over. Don't tell me, well, it's early when I've already seen this movie over and over again already. The Lakers have to wake up. And Laker fans can choose to wake up or not. It doesn't matter. They affect the game in a very small way, obviously. Their enthusiasm, their ability to go to the games and watch. But other than that, the responsibilities on these players and this coaching staff, and soon it's going to have to be front office. Now, the front office initially did everything they, they could to make this work for everyone. Gave everyone extensions, paid them what they wanted. Everyone's happy on that end, and now they're letting those guys down to the point where now we're going to have to start blaming Rob, Jeannie, the brothers, the sisters, we have to get Jim Buss's dead corpse out and blame him a little bit because we don't know who else to blame anymore. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Darvinham sucks. Well, they picked him. You're right, but he sucks. He sucks now. So, And we have no solution. Can he fix it? I don't know. Probably not. AD? I don't know. Probably not. Reese uh, and D'Angelo, they are not playing defense. They will never play defense that's going to be needed to win. There has to be another way. Either they get out, put someone in there that can, or you're going to have to figure out who to move to get those guys. 
if you have any shot at trying look, to look yeah this isn't whistling past the graveyard that's not that's not what's going on here what this is is po- hands in his pockets walking down the beach and seeing a dead whale and not being able to move it Gerald that's our six of six team it's a dead whale now if a beach when 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 you leave the beached whale on that beach long enough the gases are going to form and eventually pop. And if you've ever seen it, go on YouTube, put whale blowing up. That is what is in store for the Lakers right now. Or that's not. what I that's what we see, Joe. That's what we see. It's not he's not in the graveyard. He's walking down the beach with a with a dead whale. We'll see. We'll I be think- the ride. That's all I can tell you. We'll be here. Not for the smell, but for the ride. We'll be here at least 70 more games. There's a possibility it might be 71. It seems like the Lakers like to play in these. In- <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know why? Because I said that they shouldn't play in an extra game for LeBron. So we're going to well, do Yeah, it yeah it'll be me. an extra Fight two me. games. Yeah. 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 Well, now, doesn't yeah. one count as a regular season game? It's. Yeah. Yes, it does, Gerald. But the stats don't. Somehow huh? the stats from the championship rounds vanish. Huh? They just vanish. Yeah. Those stats vanish in the championship round. They don't exist anymore. They only exist in the in-season tournament. Just a wonderful, wonderful product from the court from the slippery ass courts that they have. It seemed to be something from that. Uh, what was that? What was that uh, amusement park that got shut down in in upstate New York, Gerald? What was it called? Oh, live uh, live action or? Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Absolutely, that's a great documentary. By the way, it, it opened up um, as far as the Warner Brothers uh, Max. Yeah, uh, class action park. They always okay. they called it. Yeah. yeah. Th- that, that's the class action lawsuits. All that, that's why it was. It's yeah. It, I know it what seems you, like yeah. like that, these uncourt is a slip and slide, Gerald. Absolutely great documentary. Highly recommend it if you can find it on Max Class Action Park. It was one of the first things that was actually on that Max service. But before we had to go, before we go, Jordan Brown says, "Yep, you guys were saying that they don't have, a, they didn't have a chance last year for the playoffs last year, or they'd be lucky to make it after two and ten. Well, doesn't conventional wisdom normally tell you that? But that's okay." But they made it to the conference finals. Could we foresee Rob Palenka changing and making all those trades to ma- put them in a position to do that? You didn't, Jordan, and neither did we. So nor could we see that far down the road. We saw 2-10. and 10. We saw a team that was absolutely terrible. We saw a team with Russell Westbrook that had no cohesion. And wouldn't you know, they got rid of Russell Westbrook. They got rid of Patrick Beverly. They got rid of the players that just really did weren't a good mix. Brought some players who did, at that time, provide a good mix, and they played and gelled well right at the all at the same time, and it clicked almost all the way to the, to an NBA Finals. But now these players that we've made happy, we've gotten them extensions, we've gotten them contracts, they're not playing to the level that they did cohesively together last year. So, please, when we see this as a six and sixteen, we see this how it really is not how you want to shape it out or not how you want it to be. We see it how it is right now in the moment. We don't want to go ahead and predict what's going to happen down the line. If the Lakers do not play consistently well, 
we're going to tell you. We're not going to paint this rosy picture for you if you if that's what you want. If that's what you want, go over to Lakers Nation because they paint the rosiest pictures this side of the hemisphere if that's what you want. But that's not the truth. We tell you they suck. We tell you they suck. We tell you they're great. We tell you they're great. We tell you how it is here at the Lakers Fast Break, and that's what we do. Okay? Right now, they are who they are as a 6-6 six and six team. One day they're good. One day they're bad. They come off, they win three in a row, they can lose three in a row. Who knows? Now, if the Lakers play and beat all the rest of the teams I was talking about, like I mentioned, and they go four and one, which I had said that they would, most likely is what I was thinking, four and one, with the trap game here, then the Lakers are nine and six. And then things are looking a little bit better. And if they can go 13 and eight, or if they can go 14 and nine, if they can go... 20 and 11, then things will look a bit better. But right now, they're a 500 team and they're playing like it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Guys, any thoughts to add on before we head on out? They're 500 team. They're playing like it. Like I said, we're, we're going to be here 70 more games at least. We'll see. I'm not going to comment and, and get all hopey. I'm done with that. Look, yeah. the, the, there, were, there's, there, were three, there were three Laker teams last year, Gerald. Just be, just be fundamentally sound about this. There were three different Laker teams. There was the two and 10 team. Then there was a team that went 23 and 21 after that. And then there was a team that went 18 and seven and had a great run and got swept in the Western conference finals. The collection of players from that team, from the second half, the 23 and 21 part and the 18 and seven part are still there. They're still there. So that group, that went 41 in 30 over the last 71 games still remains. They're six and six, Gerald. This is exact. This is a team that's playing like the second version of the Lakers last year. They're 500. Same team that went 18 and seven is now 500. Do you think things are getting better? Normally, what happens with cohesion is that cohesion means synergy, and synergy equals chemistry. And when you have chemistry, Gerald, you can live happily through chemistry. But we have we don't have any. It's it's non-existent. You need covalent bond. Like I'm not being scientific here, Gerald. I'm not trying to be Bill Nye. Or but you have positive and negative. And they're supposed to equal one another. There's too many negatives. There's just too many negatives right now. 
to equal a positive charge or something that's neutral because there's six and six. You're neither working together well, nor are you dysfunctional. You are in the middle. There is nothing worse than being in the middle in the NBA. It's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not even gonna go there. It's too late, and I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to get this channel in uh, strike mode. All I'll say is six is six. It's not good. It is not bad. It is lukewarm. It is and what it, it is. It is what it is. At six is six. Essentially, so, what they've done is they've done nothing for twelve games. They were zero and zero. Reset. Start the season, and now they're they they basically haven't done squat for three. Years. And until Wild saying that they we have no definitive number three, and that's a big problem going. And the the, the two the two places that you're deficient in are not solvable. The offensive rebounding issue cannot be solved with the current talent. And then the defense, your defensive backcourt. I know he's on the bench now, but putting Torian Prince in there or the no, it's it's a it's a it does it's not this the foundation here is is very, very fragile. There's just nothing we can do to fix those things. There would have to be a brain transplant somewhere for someone to change this. And I don't think we have that kind of equipment to do that. Well, we do. We do. AD doesn't have the – it doesn't seem to have the – I mean, we don't. We don't. But other professionals have. We can contract that out. Yeah. Joe's a resourceful guy, ladies and gentlemen. If there's somebody who can find a brain surgeon who could could attempt this, it's this man right here. There's many he reasons does, why Sangerstein does, there's, doesn't there's, want the job though. He doesn't want the job. See, if we paid even if we paid Joe enough money, it's not worth it. It's not worth that job because he's got to find the right brain. Again, it this team is right now what their record indicates. You could say, oh, they're a couple points away or a couple missed opportunities away from an eight and four record. But then again, every NBA team has some last second or last minute lapses where they could have actually won as well. So each team has these kind of last second or last minute losses. So the team right now is basically where they're at. They show up one day, they don't show up the next. And I, and Zangerstein saying is because a lot, a lot of it is based off of LeBron and AD needs to set the tone. It's the team that needs to set the tone. The coach needs to set out there and provide a moving offense to give people opportunities for good looks in the offense. It's just basics. A lot of this is basics. And unfortunately, the team right now is a lot about trying to overcome other teams with their talent, and that doesn't always work. We saw what today what motion offense does for a team when they go ahead and utilize it properly. And that's what worked for today for, for the Kings. A lot of that right there. Uh, Gerald, as, as much as Joe talks about... Um losing being contagious you know there's something to be said about why people don't really have the fear of being average anymore that should be a fear and the lakers are average if they win the three next very winnable games we're talking nine and six and everybody's feeling better about themselves it's when they go out and start playing some really good teams that's what i want to see going forward Yeah. yeah But I, I, I do as well. I, I just think the main concern now is 
you know, this this average mindset, Gerald. It's bad habits die hard. And people are prone to thinking in terms of what's most convenient. And when it comes to being average, unfortunately, that's contagious too. People people love other people who are average because it makes them feel comfortable. And I think that's the problem right now, essentially. I don't think Joe's talking about the problem. I don't think we're talking about the problem, Gerald. The problem is that they're average and they're thinking in terms of average. And comfort is the enemy of progress. It you're, always you're, is and it always will be. You're, you're, you're also asking the Lakers to go to Portland on Friday and win in Portland, which is always an issue there, no matter how good they were or how bad they were. You lose in Portland in this scenario, it's worse. If you had beaten the Kings and went on a four-game losing streak and you lose to Portland in Portland, you're sitting there as a Laker fan, a long-time Laker fan going, God, why can't we win in Portland instead of these guys played like crap. But now they lose in Portland. Now they're back below 500 and waiting for Houston on Sunday. And apparently Houston's now playing well. And do they smack the Lakers around on Sunday? There's a possibility. So this whole nine and six record, the next three games, you guys, if, if. you're still not, you're, you're not listening. They, they're not listening, no. No one is listening. You still are on your high positivity horse. Fine, but don't get angry when we're not with you, is what we're asking. They, they've they, no reason for us to be optimistic about a 9-6 and six record. We did for a second think 10-5, and five, right? Hey, man, these guys go on a little winning streak at home. Is that too much to ask? And playing a bad Portland team, even in Portland, is that too much to ask for a LeBron James AD team that was playing well? Looked like they had a lot of energy last night. Is that too much to ask to go on a four or five straight run uh, with wins at home being uh, in four of those five games? I don't know. I guess it was. I don't trust this team. I have zero faith in Darvin Ham as a, as a competent NBA head coach. And I don't trust AD. I trust LeBron. I trust LeBron. And I, I actually trust Cam Reddish at this point more than I trust AD. Cam Reddish has been playing consistent ball, but he's a limited player. Not going to take he's you. Playing play. like he wants to stay in the NBA. He, he wants to stay in the NBA. And if he plays like this, he will. He will go somewhere next year, probably fall back on his habits from the past if he goes to a bad team, where in this situation, he doesn't have the pressure of living up to his draft selection at this point. He's got LeBron and a good amount, good amount of talent there to, to work off of. But that's not going to win us a championship. We're not here to be babysitters with this stuff. We need players that are going to contribute to winning a championship. And Rui Hachimura, you give him this guy $17 million to sit on the bench. Only taking five shots. Somehow the offense that was every time I see him, five shots. every time I see him hit that corner shot, not the deep corner, the corner left, corner right. I feel like he's gonna make it, and he usually does. So at what point, what are we missing with Rui that's not working? I don't see him 
being too deficient on defense. I see him moving around. I see some athleticism there. I see him shooting the ball well. Is it ball control or is it the obsession with a guard lineup? He's not a guard, obviously. Is Christian Wood playing that much better? Is Jackson Hayes playing that much better than Rui where you wouldn't put him in there? Is the spacing bad? I don't see bad spacing when he's there. He can shoot. The spacing's better when he's in there. So what is it? Well, Jordan's trying to make excuses, and obviously he's not going to. Jordan makes excuses for everything because he's a guy. He's always positive. But Jordan, you can keep doing that all you want. You'll probably live longer than I can, but I'd rather die five years earlier living in reality than living in a fantasy world. He's Other than the points per game he's putting up, career bests, field goal percentage. Field goal percentage, three-point percentage. in practice. He doesn't see anything. He sees nothing. Again, the worm didn't turn. We thought it might have with uh, the success, the early returns of Christian Wood uh, and AD playing uh, playing the big lineup, but he's reverted back to what he knows best, Gerald, and that's, I guess, a three-guard lineup that's completely and utterly inconsistent inefficient one night efficient the other and he's just gonna die on that hill jill he that's where he's gonna go because he'd rather lose his way this than with torian prince than actually having a better player on the floor in rui Hashimura because i don't know matchups maybe maybe you don't like uh rui's uh six six eight uh uh, body type on De'Aaron Fox, but you'll put him on Sabonis, as if so. Like because Rui guarded Cat well, that means he's gonna guard Sabonis well. No, Sabonis is a more physical player than Carl Anthony Towns. He's more in shape than Carl Anthony Towns. He's got more skill than Carl Anthony Towns. But it just comes to the point where Magic, the the eternal optimist, the Laker Toms. The Rudels, the Jordans, mm-hmm. no matter how much realism you throw at them, they're seeing things in an alternate universe. And if that's the way they see it, more power to them because, you know, you're seeing things how you want to see it. But your thing is when you try to justify that the six and six record is okay and that they're playing so much better than they are this time last season and that this is the same team that got to the Western Conference Finals, or that the reason why the Lakers are going to do well is simply because they got to the Western Conference Finals last year. Like, there's been every other NBA team that's gone to the Western Conference Finals has always played well the, the next season. That's just because it is. It's not true. But then again, if that's that's what you want to live in, that's stay positive. I really compliment you on it. But please, when you come at us with with the reasons why you think we're not correct when we're seeing this product now and calling it like it is. Come at us with something that's tangible. You don't. When you don't, you that's the, when you don't, that's the problem. When you don't come at us with something tangible, that's the problem. You and can't. Can and, do- and, and, and in most cases, you can veer people away from the reality. That's a lot of the reasons why there's so many issues in everywhere you go. That's the point. The Lakers aren't the meeting stubbornness, our expectations, Jordan. That's Chuck Noll said it. Stubbornness is a virtue if you're right. We're right. I'm sorry, guys. We are. We're right. Because six and six. But 
More power to you on your options. 16 turnovers by the three top players. 23 overall. And 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 this has been a problem. They can't rebound. They can't out. You have De'Aaron Fox, who's six freaking feet tall, getting rebounds over trees. So you're saying, Rodell, uh, we're not, this isn't the matrix. Playing. We're not creating this from, you know, the little booth in there, making, making things happen, guys. This is real. This is real. No, this How about is not this... being bad the entire season. Denver's not being bad right now. And they'll be there in the thick of it at the end of the season. And Boston's not playing bad right now. And they're going to be in the thick of it at the end of the season. How about not being bad throughout the entire season instead of just putting this on this continual uphill climb that you have to do? Do you really think the Lakers can do that twice in a row where they have to go ahead and be from so far back in order to get where they need to go again with LeBron a year older with AD liable to go ahead and have another hip spasm at any time? Is that continuously what you guys want? Okay, there you go. Enjoy your ride. We'll be here for it. And I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope we're all wrong. I hope we're wrong again and that the Lakers will magically get to the Western Conference Finals or further this year. But again, they don't have a Russell Westbrook that you can literally trade for three quality players at that time that can give you that kind of output who are not all getting it done consistently this year. In the case of one, he's injured. So it's different. It's a different story this year. There's different contexts. There's different contracts. There's different values. You can't wipe it all away and magically get what you want in the same way that you could like last year. So it's a little bit harder for us to go ahead and climb that mountain if the Lakers continue to play inconsistently like this. But okay, again, I enjoy the fact the optimism's there. Appreciate it. Because Laker fans, just like every other sports fans, Magic fan and Joe, there are a set of fans who will just, excuse me, I'll say it now. I'll drop it. The don't stink. And it's just, there's a portion of the fan base for every sports team that does that. doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't stink. So if that's the case, more power to you. I just see things how I'm a realist. That's who I am. That's always how I've been. And that's what I see. If I see they're a 6-6 six and six team, if I see they're playing like a 6-6 six and six team, then they are a 6-6 six and six team. That's what they are. Now, hopefully it'll change. I'm hopeful and we'll see. And we'll keep calling it here each and every day. We appreciate you coming back every day. Whether you call us out on LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com every day like Rodell does, or you do it here in the best Lakers chat room that's out there. We appreciate you at least coming back, telling us we're wrong each and every day. And there you go. Sean, Joe, any last thoughts before we went on out? You even got me dropping an S-Bond. Not a rant per se. I'm kind of relaxed. I'm still full off the lobster buffet I had at the Palms, but yeah, it is what it is, my friend. We'll be here tomorrow. Gerald, glutton for punishment that we are. There are four kinds of delusions, Gerald. There's bizarre delusions, non-bizarre delusions, mood congruent delusions, and non-mood congruent delusions. Right now, if you're a Lakers fan, and you think that everything is just peachy keen or it's just ready to turn around, I have news for you. That's a non-bizarre delusion. It's not bizarre yet, Gerald, but it's non-bizarre because at this point in time, there's absolutely zero evidence that they're getting ready to sprout pop, Gerald. 
I don't think this team is in the bloom yet. I certainly hope it's it's not for a while because there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Absolutely. There is a lot of work to that needs to be done, and I hope it gets done. And, you know, a lot of it may come from back when Vando comes back from injury, whenever that is, or Gabe Vincent comes back from injury, and we'll see. And we're hoping that Jordan and Rodell. Rodell, the Lakers lost three games from October 22nd to December 1 in uh, the 2020 championship season. They lost three games that month and a week. They were winning games a lot. They had a 10-game winning streak during that that five-week period, and they had a seven-game winning streak. They had three different winning streaks of seven or more. Oh, and they also opened December with uh, – they, they didn't lose in December – after well, they lost December one against Dallas. And, and well, but Rodell was saying nobody was thinking they were a championship team. Flashback to Magic Man was here at that around that time. Oh, flashback four years. Four flashback no, 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 four no, no, years. No, 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 that's not true. That's I've got it on record. Team, you can go check it, out Facebook and YouTube. No, when a team wins or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Clip. The one thing that I noticed about that team is they were winning the games they were supposed to win that year. They were losing to the good teams, but they were competitive in those games. But then it switched. It's, it changed in February and beyond until COVID stopped the season. The Lakers were a championship contender. The only time it got bad, Joe, was that was those regular season games in the bubble where they absolutely looked terrible in those games. Everybody was down on them. That's the ticket. But I still call them out as championships, uh, championship uh, level team. In fact, a champion team. I predicted, I went on several shows during that time and I went on this show and interviewed a lot of people during that COVID era when they were ready to go in the bubble. And I still predicted the Lakers would win the finals and they did. So yeah, don't say it. Just don't change history. Please don't change history. Check out our archives. It's all right there, and I'll leave it at that. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We're going to go ahead and get out here tonight, but we do appreciate everybody staying with us. Good crowd staying with us tonight. I love the back and forth with Rodell and and also Jordan. I wish you guys all the best. It's continued appreciation for you guys stopping by. Z as well, great to have you here also as well. I know that the fact that Darvin Ham's rotation still drive you nuts, and I'm sorry for that fact. It doesn't seem that he will ever make you happy. And I apologize for that, but we will keep at it. And uh, well, then, yeah, Rodell. But that's why they got this thing called the cloud. You can go ahead and listen to us and catch our our thoughts from that era. Like early Laker Tom, when he was shouting at me all the time and saying I was stupid and magic man. Shut up, Gerald. Yes, magic man not getting five words in edgewise, but he was really quiet at that time. Not the magic man you had now. Jamie sweet well Jamie was kind of Jamie yeah he was still Jamie at that time mm-hmm. he was pissing everybody off and as far as his thoughts on Kobe yeah there you go absolutely so yeah go ahead and check that out in the archives there's actually some really fun listens to you at that time so just starting out with that show so it was really good but it is the Lakers fast break we will have another show tomorrow talking about the Lakers you can tee off on us then as well and we'll be here to take the brunt of it as always but Glad to hear from you again, Lakers fans. Well, Gerald, Gerald, it just got done. I mean, we need to um, 
put something together for uh, for the audience about the best of Joe rants from from twenty two twenty three because oh I God. think that the the two at the top of the list would be uh, the Houston Rocket game where both AD and LeBron that sat, was, yeah. and uh, the Indiana Pacers game where he just pretty much almost blew a gasket. I'll put that on a membership plan. How about that? If you guys are going to go ahead and want to invest in that, I'll I'll take the time and effort to you know go ahead what? and do that. You know what? I'd I'd like to point something out. This man is flossing his teeth in front of us. You know what? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't ever do that in public. <laughs> I have the buffet and you're doing it. So I'll say that at least. But once again, it's the go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom and do that. You don't <laughs> sit in a table. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my God! No! Oh no! No! Please don't! No! No! I don't want to see your possum mouth. Oh, yeah. I I was worried about where he was trying to floss that when he went down. Oh! <laughs> 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 Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrow from. Well, would I floss my ass? I would know. I would know, Joe. Like, where have you done that? No. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Magic Man Shock Rice, Gerald Glasser. Thanks so much for watching this. (laughs) Do truly appreciate you joining us for the entire two hours. Wow, what a great crowd! They've stayed with us throughout. So, more props to you on a night where I think you needed to be as cheered up as we did. Look, if you're more if you are more optimistic than we are, I'm going to compliment you on it. You know, whether it's realistic or not, let's hope your side wins out and that they are a better team or going to be a better team than what we think that they are right now. So we're hopeful that you are right and we are wrong. Okay, that's that's all. We'll leave it at that. So once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrell, Magic Man, Chuck Rice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing. Uh, Rodell says, my point was no one wins the championship in November. See, the Boston Celtics last three or four years. But to put yourself into a position where you can possibly win a championship starts with good habits in November. And it goes from there. Thank you. It is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for more great conversation. You can chew us out then all you want, but we're glad we're here for you. Like, we are glad that you're here as well. So we're thankful and blessed that you're here. No matter if you chew us out or not, we'll be back for more to talk about the Lakers and the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA much, Magic Man and Joe. Let's, let's go ahead and cover some more of that tomorrow's show as well. So definitely looking forward to that as we go ahead and see the Lakers heading off for a Friday matchup in Portland. We'll see how that works out. But tomorrow we're back for more good stuff right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.